you believe in first sight? <laughs> I fucking ruined that. Do you believe Wait, hold in on, first sight? Hold on, hold on. Do you believe... I'm about to blow you away. Listen, guys, I've been talking a lot to today. Souffle. So I apologize. But I'm about to blow you guys away mm, with this cool. one line and one line only. One simple line the industry doesn't want you to learn. <laughs> Some great copywriting right okay. there. Ready? Hey, baby. Do you believe in love at first sight? Or should I walk by again? Okay, let's break this down. This okay, so it's cringe. time for an analysis. Okay. Okay. So you want to analyze this, huh? Yeah, let's start with that. So What did I do wrong? You said, hey, baby. Yeah, that's, We're already uh, off yeah. on a bad start. Yeah, <laughs> you started with a pickup line. We're already off. To hey, ma. Hey, that may no, have worked okay. like never, but you know what? It's a starting point. We can work on that. True. How about instead of, hey, baby, say, um... Uh, hey, what that dump truck do? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you might as well say that. What like, them lips do, girl? Nah. What? I, I wouldn't even say just, hey, baby, just say, like, just start with the pickup line, which is the, hey, do you believe in, what do you call it? First sight? Love at first sight. I didn't hear the love, though. Really? I'm not hearing the do love. Do you believe in, your in first line. sight? I thought, I totally heard, do you believe in first sight? And I'm like, like when you're born? That's, how, sci- that's how Scientologists open up a conversation with you. Do you believe in first sight? <laughs> I am the first sight, dude. Whoa. Elron Hubbard is the first coming. But you know what? That pickup line was trash, and we found a website <laughs> oh that might be God. able to help you yeah, out. We need to help well, you. Oh, Mastering the Art of Conversation, I see. Yes, huh? that is the name of this. Seven, mastering the Art of Conversation, Seven Steps to Being Smooth. Then he put a meme of some old pop art, which is me, me, me. And then the other party says, me, me, me as well. Mm-hmm. So let's ditch the pickup line. Okay. Let's start with small talk, according to this website. Okay. What, how about this? Can we get your guys' opinions on small talk? I think I already know, and I'm pretty sure we already talked about it, and you guys both hate small talk. We just do one sentence, I guess. What do you mean? Like, What's your one sentence opinion on small talk? Try to avoid it as much as possible. Small talk is a polite way of saying worthless speech, I guess you could say. Meaningless, no value. It's like a, it's words that you say to pass the time is what small talk is rather than to like actually talk about something interesting, which I guess would be big talk. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Just no TikToks on this channel. Well, damn girl, were you always this thick? Well, actually we do have a TikTok, so. (laughs) At the 2AM podcast. At the 2AM podcast. Go check us out over there. Yeah, we're communists now. We are now talkers. (laughs) Oh my God. I think small talk is a necessary bridge to start a conversation, but 30 seconds to two and a half minutes max. I agree, 100%. Yeah, so you infuse it with delightful things and and kind of uh, surface level personal things. I guess so. Yeah, like, do you enter a conversation with, like, what do you think of the Buddhist philosophy on enlightenment? Like, you don't just start a conversation with something that deep, right? Yeah. I mean, like, maybe you don't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) On the daily. Okay. Okay. You don't know what I ask my Uber drivers. So let's get to this uh, small talk here. Well, yeah, speaking of small talk, this website gives you a few pointers, which are put others at (laughs) We're going to roast the shit out of this. Put yourself at ease weave in all exhale parties. 
deep breaths, establish shared interests, and lastly, actively pursue your own. In other words, everything everyone has ever told you about conversations or general conversation skills, period. Mm -hmm. Why do you need to read this shit online is the question. Was something that Zade asked before we went live. And my response was, you'd be shocked at how many people actually need stuff like this, right? Yeah. How many times have you been in public and you're just like posted up, right? Let's say you're on the bus or some form of public transportation like the subway pre-COVID, right? Yeah. And you're just sitting there, you're kind of bored and somebody next to you is doing something interesting, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, hey, like let's say he's doing some shit on his phone, right? And you shouldn't be a looky-loo and seeing what he's doing anyways, but let's just say you can't help yourself. You're like, hey, like... What is that? Or what's the app or whatever? And they just go, ah, like, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the whole response. Some people need shit like this, which is kind of tragic. But that's why we're here to talk it out. That's a 2 a.m. podcast, baby. That's true. That's true. And then we got other shit, like how to make a solid introduction, how we judge a successful conversation, which are, th that's something I probably have never thought about. Was this conversation successful? I, I, the only reason why I have thought about this is because I am an observer. That's probably the only reason why. I just kind of like to. Why do you, why, like why do you need research to determine what a successful conversation is or isn't? I guess you have to quantify everything nowadays, don't you? Like back in the day, kids that used to be hyperactive or kids that nowadays, sorry, are hyperactive and have like ADD or ADHD to some degree. Back in the day, they just had a lot of energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now we did. What was the word? Research. 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 <laughs> I'm just in my moment of zen right now. I'm judging this, whether this is going to be a successful conversation or not. Probably yeah. not. But you know what? Let's keep it going anyways. Yeah, because people watch anyway, right? So, let's hope so. It's what pays the bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this last one is hilarious to me. The how to make a conversation progress. This is the main one I wanted to go into, because this is the one that are you kidding me? Most. Yeah, this is this is as basic. Well, if well I mean, out. look, look. I don't want to. I don't want to say. Are you kidding me? But dude, they call it the stair to intimacy, and it has four steps: courtesies, hello, how are you? Trade information. So what brought you here? Trade opinion. Isn't this music unusual? This is the best one. Trade feeling. Yep, I hate it. So what the wow. fuck? What an interesting might as well might as well we make a here. four steps how to wipe your ass. You know, like we're, yeah, <laughs> we are exchanging such unusual profundities. Isn't the music <laughs> rather bizarre in this establishment? Indeed, it is quite <laughs> dubious. I do declare. <laughs> oh, 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 Bartholomew, I concur. <laughs> oh, this is how real people talk. It's ridiculous, oh. dude. I don't know. No. Uh, no. No to everything. Maybe. I mean, okay. You got to understand, I guess, that, you know, we are not all built the same at all in most cases. Some are built different. Yeah, some are built. Some are built for some. Are, some are built different. <laughs> some are. Whatever that means. Some are thick. I can get are. this if you were, if you were a child of an abusive father who forced you to stay inside all day? I'm, I'm wondering if like an article like this comes out because we're going to need a little bit of social re-engineering after COVID. 
You're right. I actually, you know, I had an interesting conversation with someone that I, I haven't seen in two years. And we were supposed to meet um, a year into not seeing each other. And then COVID happened. So it extended it another year. Right. Mm-hmm. Just natural causes. So um, I finally sat down and talked to her. And she was she was telling me about we were talking about being socially awkward after this phase. And she's like, I like I talk a lot. I don't know how I couldn't climb out of my shell the first two days of like, you know, finally going out to a coffee bar or something. The coffee bar. Like, it's just, it, it's just, it feels so weird. I guess, you know, if you did quarantine for that long. Yikes, dude, you built a shell. <laughs> I guess. I think Zoom and like Skype or Discord are kind of what's keeping it together a little bit in terms of like verbal communication. But yeah, but we all, we all know what we're wearing on the bottom. And it ain't, it ain't a suit, that's for sure. <laughs> Have you seen the video of the teacher that eats shit? And then, like, he, he was, like, rocking back and forth in his chair, right? What? And then he falls backwards, and he's in straight-up boxers. And oh he has, like, an God. entire dress shirt and suit on. <laughs> <laughs> he's got boxers below, bro. That is funny. I think everybody's doing that shit. Yeah, everybody bro. has to be doing it. Yeah. That. Don't get me wrong, though. There are some good moments on the Zoom calls. There has yeah, to be. And, some, and some very gnarly ones, too. Yeah. I was actually just talking to the, my, I'm in a class right now, and um, my teacher, I was talking to her, I'm like, how do you feel about the Zoom and everything like that? And she's like, I fucking hate it. She said, it is the worst system to teach, in this case, Spanish online. It feels like nothing really gets done, and like we're not learning the information as quickly as we could yeah. for this style of interterm course. Because, mm. I mean, you took a class that's supposed to be four and a half, five months long. And you now compress it into four weeks. I thought you were going to say days. No, it's, <laughs> it's sensory and, overload. And you like, take kids who are probably not interested in the first place if they were in person, right? And then you just put it online. Mm-hmm. They're just going to be even more disinterested. And it turns out a lot of schools aren't reopening right now as a result of the teachers not wanting to go back. Ooh, everyone's getting too comfortable now. No, do you know why that is? Why? Not, not just the comfort. So how old do you think most of your professors are? 60s and above. Exactly. Yeah. So for them, it's a huge risk to come back because they think of us as shitty little college kids that just go out and party every night, <laughs> which they're right. They ain't wrong. Yeah. I mean, I've seen these kids in my school and like, I, I get why they do it. You know, they want to be social and shit. That's the whole part of college, right? Mm. But at the same time, we were scheduled to open and there were like no reported cases like a week before, right? Yeah. And then the week that we were supposed to open, like 14 cases just popped up out of nowhere. <laughs> and like the day before, they're like, we're still opening yet. Yeah. Like we know all these kids have COVID and there's probably a lot more that aren't going to get tested that will come on campus, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So they had to shut down again. That and they were sucks, thinking about doing man. the hybrids, bringing them half, <clears throat> half in, half online. Yeah. It's all online. It's not going to happen. It's going to work. Third semester in a row all online this is actually not the last one go down a little bit no it's not the last one but uh, oh it's just more of the same shit they mentioned yeah, more, previously yeah. exactly this is very very <laughs> very basic it's kind of like yeah how to wipe your ass 101 how to how to end a conversation yeah farewell implication you know what i find Past tense dude this word is really funny to me which one Mustn't. mustn't. You mustn't. mustn't. You mustn't. You mustn't do that. 
That feels like old English almost. You must yeah. not be musty. Like, I feel like that's some shit only your mom would say to you. Yeah. If she's really mad. You mustn't go to that party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. you mustn't cometh home if you go to that party. <laughs> if you don't add the if after <laughs> yeah, yeah. the come if. The cometh. Wait, what the fuck is a pre-goodbye goodbye? A pre-goodbye goodbye? That's kind of like when you say... Um... No, like they said right there, passing the regard. Tell your wife I said, hey. You know, that's essentially... <laughs> that's, you, that's you saying... That's you saying like, oh, I'm gonna say goodbye. Get ready for it. Yeah. Here's the, here's the build-up. Yeah. To the goodbye. So now we can so say. a conversation, guys, is a story that hasn't happened yet. Essentially. You know, you know what? I'm, sh- I'm actually that, not shocked. I'm trying to create a deep thought here, man. Come on. I'm bro. not Help shocked. Me out. <laughs> I'm not shocked at all that they mentioned pre-goodbye goodbyes because a lot of people just keep fucking going. They do not yeah. understand the social cues as to when like somebody wants to end the conversation. They just. Keep rambling on. And it goes on for like fucking 30 minutes. Yeah, it oh, reminds we, me of somebody I know. Say <laughs> <laughs> the same. And it ain't me. Zade. It's me. It's not, it's not Zade. Come on. It's totally me. Are you shitting me? You watch this show? Jesus. No, the 72 episodes deep. On, the dude. difference is I'm interested in what you have to say. Yeah, that, exactly. You stay on topic. And then if we, if we venture off, you bring us back like a magnet. Bring Jesus. us back on course. See, I'm trying to create a conversation here. Now we can talk about magnets or we can... Reel into, uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of small talk, let's do a small talk thing right now. All right. Because I asked, um, I asked your friend Will, mm-hmm. or William, rather, right? Yeah. Is that right? William. I'm sorry, what's the other guy's name? I'm totally blind. Albara. Albara. Mm-hmm. I asked them because they're both engineers, right? Like, yeah. Okay, what would your dream job be in engineering? Because, I mean, they were describing like past jobs they had had current jobs that they're working on yeah, and stuff and, like that and a mix and, of experiences and, and to me it all sounds fascinating right but to them it doesn't it's whatever it's boring as shit and i can probably understand why when you're in it right just dealing with all the math all the bullshit headaches like yeah coming up with drafts that you feel like nobody will even look at and they took you hours to make shit like that mm-hmm. right so for you guys if you weren't doing the podcast what would the dream be the dream job and you can go as out there as you want it to. <clears throat> That's why it's called a dream job. It doesn't have to be based in reality. I already know what mine would be. Professional soccer player, 100%. An actor. Actor? Straight up. What kind of movies? What kind of... As an actor, what roles would you want to play? Like, for example, Willem Dafoe always plays the creepy bad guy, and he kicks ass That's a good it. question. I would like to play the dramatic guy the that goes through French a lot guy. of... Crap. I feel like I can portray that really well. Just toss a few sacre Yeah. I can never I know <laughs> I know the opposite because I think of it in the in the opposite sense of comedy. I, I would never do comedy. I feel like I know I I can come off as like it's kind of difficult funny-ish. to do comedy too. But when it when it's I take acting serious, so it's kinda like I would rather very much play a serious role. Something with a rich history in a background mm-hmm. like character, you know. Some, something like that. Around the lines of like a Matthew McConaughey type. Yeah. Demolition. Um, drive. I imagine you. Drive. I imagine you definitely want to be Ryan Gosling and Drive. And drive. Like, that would be it. Oh, for sure. Just pure for silence. You. Focus on your like, facial I don't expressions. Even have to talk. Thank God. <laughs> it's not even about talking. That's the hardest part, man. But yeah, you see why. It's just to me, I can I can go on and on about it. But yeah, an actor, dude. An actor. 
how would you dedicate to your roles? And I'm coming back to you after professional soccer player. Hmm. How deep would you dedicate to your roles? Like, for example, um, uh, Matthew McConaughey, about, uh, Dallas Buyers Club, or mm, what's the, his or what's his name, Christian Bale and the Machinist, right? Yeah, like they lost crazy amounts of weight, mm-hmm. stupid amounts of weight, potentially dangerous, right? Yeah. yeah, dedicating to the role. Or what about um, you could do something silly like friggin' uh, Tom Cruise getting fat for that role in uh, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah, something silly like that. <laughs> like, would you be willing to go to those lengths? In order to pursue yes, the yes, vision, but if if it would be something that would cause deep rooted issues in the long run, I would not do it. I would do it to a certain extent where it's just like okay, maybe I can pass as that way. But I would never do like this is an example of something I probably wouldn't do. Um, what's his name for uh, the Joker from the Dark Knight? Whack and Fe- Heath, oh, uh, Heath, Heath Ledger. Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah. He trapped himself in a hotel room for months and months on end to get really into that that cluster mentality of just I am always alone kind of thing. So he gets mm. very just gets very intimate with himself and frustrated. So he's he's closed off, you know? And all he knows is Joker, 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 Joker. So when you saw it on screen, it was it was amazing for a reason. It's because he was unhealthy at that point. Oh yeah, he was, he was mentally checked out. He's trying dude. to be the Joker. Yeah, he's literally the, he's not Heath Ledger anymore. He's Heath Joker. <laughs> and do you think that much dedication is required to get a performance that that's good or that's as good or as? I feel like that's an that's a it makes it easier on set. I would say because you this has become you. <laughs> but like, yeah. it's preparation. At the it's end prepar- of the day. It's it is preparation, but I I do think that's that's going overboard because you can train yourself to tune in. But if you have become that, that's insane. You're a different person. You're not even you. Well, isn't that the goal of acting, to become that? The goal is to act it out, is to obviously do it, you know? But a lot of actors, even really good ones, like um, Leonardo DiCaprio, he'd be like, "Mm -mm -mm -mm," and they'd be like, all right, camera, and rolling, audio, rolling, cool. And action. All right, guys. Immediately. He just tunes in. So which do you think so, is which do you think is more <clears throat> difficult to convince the audience of your role or to convince yourself? Convince yourself. I don't know about that one. And ironically, the Joker argument to yeah. me like works perfectly for this scenario, right? So we were talking about Heath Ledger, how he mm-hmm. did all the crazy locking himself away and essentially driving himself to insanity. Yeah. For Two weeks or was it months or what, whatever? It was, it was the duration of whatever. But now, there's been a few jokers since, right? Mm-hmm. We had Jared Leto, and we had Wacken Phoenix take a spin at it, and Jared Leto went way the hell over the top with like his shit. Like he was sending people on the cast used condoms, like <laughs> like dead animal parts. I didn't and even shit. know that. Yeah, he was doing weird stuff on set. And it felt like um, an imitation of what Heath Ledger was trying to do, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't think the Joker would just send you weird-ass gifts like that in real life, right? Mm-hmm. No. I don't think that's his role. Like, he never really did stuff like that. Maybe it was like a clue to something that helped Batman solve the crime or whatever the hell in the comic books. But in real life, he just pushed it to a weird point. Mm-hmm. And I think he convinced himself he was acting more as the Joker than the audience. And that was easier for him to do. Mm-hmm. Because when... 
what movie was it was Suicide Squad, right? Where he made the first Yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah, he made the first appearance as the Joker. I heard they had enough film that they cut of him to make his own movie. Or at least his own short, right? Like forty five minutes, something like that. I which not sure about that. I bet you he was really good in that. But in almost every scene in Suicide Squad, it was like a um He was a filler. A, it was like a caricature of the Joker. Hmm. It wasn't what the Joker inhabits, it was like the wildness that we kind of put onto him. Mm. And I feel like as an audience member watching that, it took me a lot out of the movie. And I could tell that he definitely thought he was doing his best job. And I'm sure he was trying to do his best job. Yeah. But it didn't end up working out so well. And then Joaquin Phoenix is, he always plays somebody that's sad. Kind of kind of off. So that's true. I feel like that was pretty easy for him. I did like his role as the Joker, though. Yeah, he, think... did, he did good. I just think the script could have been better. Yeah. Like my, if I had one complaint about that movie, it was the script, and mm-hmm. that's about it. I, yeah, I I can sense it though. I've done acting in the past, but it's kind of like <clears throat> you build triggers. That's how you kind of do it, in my head at least. Um, of course, there's other, there's all sorts of types of like um, acting methods. Exactly. So it's it's always different, and it it honestly comes down to the role, dude. What's your method? My method? Just, What's just your process, talk, bro? Talk about the process. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of methods. Uh, but only one leads to my madness. Everybody, you hear everybody go, ooh. <laughs> I would also love to do a movie like The Lighthouse. That would be fun. That would actually be really cool, too. Yeah. Like, just as a set location. Yeah. Bet you that was really fun to film. Very, very. It's kind of like if the 2 a.m. podcast had an end. And this was our set life for the time being. We just get really close. And then, boom, just gone. Boop. <laughs> so the intimacy level is probably a lot higher between the two actors. Not intimacy as in Yeah, that and they probably like, had a fairly minimal crew, I would imagine. Yeah. Because, like... Yeah, or lighter than usual sets. Because the film, the film stock they were using, like... I think it was... 72 millimeter? It was a weird. It was a weird film stock that brought out a lot of, like, dark grain... And yeah. emphasize shadows. I completely heavily. forgot what the ty- exact type of it was, film was. It was a bizarre one. Like yeah. it was super. It was random. very rare and it was very uh, expensive, <laughs> for sure. Willem Dafoe was a motherfucker in that movie. Yeah, he will. Oh my god. <gasps> Dude, oh, yeah, it was thirty-five millimeter, um, with a orthochromatic aesthetic, aesthetic that evokes nineteenth-century photography. Wow. I would say they are a, they nailed it. Mm-hmm. Oh man. That's, it's, 1.19 to 1 ratio. That's an iconic image right there. Yeah, I remember when I went to go watch it in theaters for the first time on screen, it's just the square. Yeah. It's not It's not full screen. And it, so I feel it, like for a lot of people, it took them out of it. Because they're like, what the fuck? Like, this isn't that shit. But then five minutes into the movie, you're like, I'm set. Like, yeah. I'm locked in. It's like you're looking at a series of Polaroids of a moving <laughs> it, image. It really feels like for a moment... Especially in the beginning of the movie, you're just watching like old news stock footage yeah. from like the 30s. Straight up. I love it. Oh, this love is it. one of my favorite shots in the movie is when they're doing this scene right yeah, here. Yeah, with the, just the candlelight on the floor or the lantern. Oh my God. Ooh. That is, if you want to watch yeah. a movie that has not only a hell of a lot of themes, it has a lot, it has a lot of um, philosophical implications a lot of power dynamic switches, just great writing, great directing, great great everything. Like mm-hmm. it was just a knockout movie. 
and it came out of nowhere too. <laughs> I remember when we went to the theaters, it was like this or some other huge, insane, you know, like Warner Brothers picture mm-hmm. or some shit. Yeah. That probably would have been a crowd pleaser, but we chose this shit like out on a whim because we heard it was supposed to be scary. It was a cool movie, man. It was, it was creepy. It was, it was cre- creepy, yeah. Watching this in theaters was <clears throat> definitely the move. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, bro, that scene is demonic. Yeah, it's just stupendous. We would put up the the pictures, but we don't want to get copyrighted. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to get <laughs> a, a strike against this A channel. major film. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, Saeed would like to be a sad French method actor. <laughs> Not French, but her. yes. Rocking Adidas all day. Rocking Adidas. No, nothing against French, but I'm not French, so. Except he hates the French. Rocking Adidas. Dude, are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> and Zaid wants to be a soccer player, professional. What else? Where in the world would you like to be a professional player? Yeah, what country is your selection? Because obviously, Los Estados Unidos is the home, right? Yeah. That's where you're from, but would you rather venture out somewhere into Europe? Maybe like Spain? MLS is like Maybe it's like England. kids play compared to uh, compared to Europe and all the other leagues, but I mean the creme de la creme is the Premier League, either that or La Liga in Spain. Why is it that European soccer is like at that much higher of a level, at least in men's soccer? Because I know our women's team kicks ass, or they mm-hmm. did for a while. I don't know about now, but like, why is it that male European soccer is that much better than it is here? Well, first of all, in the in the U.S., there are other sports that that are prioritized: football, True. baseball, what else? Basketball. Mm-hmm. Over in other countries, it's just soccer. It's what they live and breathe. So, yeah. Plus, when you combine that with the fact that many of these countries have youth academies, they start these kids out young. Uh, you know, four or five years old. It oh, makes Jesus. sense. Yeah, that young. I, I started playing when I was four, not in an academy, but. Good lord. When you when you put young kids who have the potential and who have uh, the talent, I didn't even know at four years old. It's, what do you it's mean? The moves, dude. Yeah, if you if you Keeping watch up, if you watch Ren- uh, Ronaldo or Messi at four years old, it was it was retarded. Yeah, but like I equate it to singing, right? Like mm-hmm. when you watch shows like um, American Idol or The X Factor or whatever, right? Any singing competition, they always have somebody on there that's young, and they can usually kill it, right? They just can belt it out. Like, for example, young boys have, like, an amazing falsetto voice sometimes when they come on. But you have to realize when they hit around 14 to 17, that shit's probably going to go away. Puberty kicks in, yeah. You know? So my point is, how is it that they look at these kids when they're young, and yeah, maybe they're really good. They don't know how tall they're going to be. They don't know what their build's going to be like, and... 15 years when it's, they're ready to it's hit It's not as important. League. Honestly, build in, in like, f- even for professionals, the, the the physique side of it is not as important as the technical ability and the just the general soccer IQ. And the keeping up, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like Messi, for example, he was, uh, he had some, some birth effect or something that uh, messed with his growth hormone. So, so Barcelona took him on as a young boy, because they could see his potential, and they gave him uh, growth hormone, you know, a lot of therapy. Injected him with steroids. For- mm-hmm. <laughs> so they see something else in him. It's not just physique and growth. And- well, yeah, when you have a four-year-old kid playing against other four-year-olds and he's, like, scoring 17 goals a game, that's 
That's not telltale sign. Yeah. Exactly. That's a yeah, telltale that's, sign. That is, unless they're all shit. I don't Can know. you imagine <laughs> investing in a player for yeah. like, I mean, how? What's like the average age that a player quits in soccer? Like, can't say. Like forties, thirties. Oh, like, like 30s? retires? Yeah. At a high level, probably like late thirties, early forties, mid thirties. Like, let's just say thirty-five. Yeah. And you got picked up when you were five years old. Imagine having a team invest in you, like into you for. 30 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There has to be a sensation of ownership from that team towards that player. Yeah, 100%. Which isn't that kind of fucked up in a sense? Like, shouldn't they be allowed to well, move around unless they sign a contract? You it's, know? it's the nature of the game. It's the nature. It, they don't feel like slaves necessarily. I mean, well, like, I don't mean slaves like that, but I mean like in a sense of... I mean, I mean it in a sense of like they have... This team is their everything, and like to go against them would be to betray them in an essence, right? So in a weird way, you're almost like forced into being with them, with that team, right? If you sign the contract. Mm-hmm. I can, I can get that perspective if you're on like a shitty team. <laughs> but if you're at the top, if you're the creme de la creme. Yeah. It's pretty hard to complain. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Also, a lot of these a lot of these kids don't grow up in like affluent families, so they literally start from poverty, and now they're getting paid millions of dollars a year to do what they love most. So that's and what sick. they dedicated all their time to, literally exactly. their whole life. Yeah, yeah. So the real question is, what do you do after? Do you just coach? Do you do you live? A lot of players go into coaching. Um, they get into academy level stuff, but. I mean, I think that's mostly on the player. You have to set yourself up in the future because you're inevitably going to retire. So whether you do like a non-profit, start your own company, there's so many, there are a lot of options available. I wonder if these teams go out of their way to help manage the finances of the younger players. Or do you think that they just let them run free like it is in the NFL? Like, for example, some players like O.J. Simpson had a hard time financially at one point after the trials and stuff like that. But he was making millions of dollars every year. I don't think they focus so much no. on that. I actually saw a documentary. Uh, it was like two days ago. But it basically, it talks about the dark side of, of wanting to be a professional footballer or soccer player at, here in the U.S. But it, it covered players in England where they grow up in an academy, mm -hmm. dedicate 16 years of their life, and then they get released. You come from a bad neighborhood, you have bad options, bad people around you. What do you do? It's literally your whole life. Your identity is, it's baked into your identity. When you mean you get released, like, they don't put you on a team. Or you get, you just, your contract gets terminated. Mm. Because when you think about it, it's like, it's 1% shit. I think the statistic was 99.8% of young academy players who want to become professional don't end up being professional. And you literally are the point, point. two percent. You literally Make have it. to be the point two. God damn, that's insane. And that's already from like some of the best players on the planet. Mm -hmm. So the level of competition is insane. I'd say way more insane than football or or basketball or baseball mm. here. Because mm. by definition, you're competing with other countries. You have millions more. Yeah, I was gonna players. say maybe because there's just a bigger and it's sample also, size. yeah, and it's also worldwide. Yeah. What about like race car drivers, like F1, for example? 
Oh, how many people do you think try to make it into F1 and just will not be able to? How make do you it? even do that? You have to start on um, smaller circuits. So, like for example, um, uh, Ayrton Senna, he started on um, go karting and shit like that, hmm. and then eventually worked his way up in like different F series uh, racing and stuff like that. And Is that how uh, Hamilton did it? I have no clue. Well, yeah. he actually did start <clears throat> go karting too. Yeah. What's insane is that there's a lot of, like, to get to a certain level, with different activities, you got to spend different amounts of money on depending on what you're doing. What do you mean? So, for example, I wasn't fortunate enough to take acting classes because they cost a fortune. Yeah, they're insane. <laughs> Ridiculously yeah. You know, obviously I would have done it, but it just wasn't the time, you know? For you, it's more like you can... I feel like you can you can get away with being on a free field, for example, with your mind. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you could, you know, potentially work your way to paying off, like, or uh, paying to go to a class, for example. Or like for a I coach would assume, for you, for yeah. I mean, like, I'm saying that they're they're at different levels of pay. Yeah, it's usually on the players' they cost dime. Different. If you want to attend trials, go overseas, which I've done before. It's it's on your dime. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why it's like, especially in racing. It's damn near impossible to start if you don't have any money. Mm-hmm. Like, because go-kart racing is hella expensive in of mm-hmm. itself. So, like, imagine going to any series above that. Yeah. Way more money. And that involves a lot of sponsors. So, if you don't do, end up doing that well, you're going to end up in some hot water. It's going to get rough really quick. Not my thing. You can't put down those lap times, son. <laughs> but, I mean, if I have the choice of where to play, it's, it has to be England. Premier League is, like, the top of the top. It's not even the Premier League. It's the Premier League. Yeah. The Premier League. No, no, it's the, the it's, it's the Prem de la Prem. <laughs> Dude, I remember as a kid waking up at like three in the morning just to watch these games. That's how... Um, Full... That's how previous Don, guests... Literally, it was, it was one of the most exciting things yeah. about the day. That's how previous guest uh, Carson That's Smith down. treats F1 races. Mm-hmm. When they're in season, he'll wake up like 4.35 in the morning to watch the beginning mm-hmm. of them. Tape him, go to work, finish it up when he comes yeah. back home. Yeah, I used to be amazed by Robin Williams's acting for some reason when I was a kid. Cause he's he's, he's good. He's good, yeah. right? Legend. Like he he, in my opinion, shined. Like he had a he had a sparkle in his eye whenever he showed on screen. It was dope. Same with Tom Hanks. Also, his range. Tim Hanks. Tim Hanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, two two great examples. Tim Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Taming Honk. All Taming right. Honks. <laughs> Tom Hanks and Robin Williams both had a ridiculous or Tom Hanks still does, but Robin Williams unfortunately passed. But they have ridiculous ranges in terms of actors. Like Robin Williams, he did everything from Aladdin to w- Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, so you he know. had the voice, the face, the, it's just the moves. Super exactly. prolific. Everything. Yeah. Or like Good Morning Vietnam, also like a semi-lighthearted movie, right, with mm-hmm. some comedy in it and shit like that. Or Mrs. Doubtfire, that'd be a better example, right? Yeah. And then Tim Honks, <laughs> everything from Toy Story 1 through Infinity at this point. To It's it's a Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah, to that, or like A Bridge of Spies, to doing, being to, like, which by the way, if you haven't seen that movie, yeah, it's actually pretty good. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was shocked. <laughs> Did you watch it? No. No, Bridge of Spies, I know it's going to sound boring as shit, and like the concept probably is to a lot of people, but... He essentially played a spy that was negotiating um, the trade for 
two hostages held by or held in was it east or west germany east i, I think say. east germany was under ussr control I'm, kind I of i think right? it's east yeah if i remember correctly I remember so correctly. we were trying to get two of our guys out of there that went over there and <laughs> shit went wrong i got held captive and then we were trying to trade one of their guys back to them and his whole job was to mediate or negotiate the entire process right yeah and there are some scenes in that movie that are tense as shit and provide like a pretty accurate representation or at least of how I imagine it would have played out. Like one time he goes into the um this government building, right? Yeah. And this is already after, keep in mind, this is in East Germany during the cold winter. It's freezing. He gets robbed of his like winter coat. So he essentially just has like this suit jacket on walking through Wim negative off. like oh negative 15 and it's blowing yeah. and snowing he gets to this building walks in he's freezing asks for like a jacket and they're like sorry we don't have any like blanket and they're like we don't have any and he's like oh my Fine. god like i'll yeah. just freeze to death right <laughs> and then finally he goes into this waiting room and there's a mother this younger lady and i believe this other guy in there and the mother's just in bitter tears right and it turns out that she was the mom of the guy that we have. And she's like, you're going to get, like, my son back and this, this, and that. The girl's like, Mom, like, don't pressure him so hard. Like, he's doing a job. And he's like, it's his job to get our son, like, my <laughs> son home, your brother, like, all this shit. And then, like, she's just in tears. And then all of a sudden, he gets called in for the meeting. And they just go from bitter sadness to dead. No expression. <laughs> they stand up and walk out of the room like robots. And Tom Hanks is like, what the fuck? Like, what yeah. was that shit? And then you have to realize, oh, that wasn't a real family. Those were actors hired by the government <laughs> to make him feel bad going into these so negotiations trippy. for a better. God, oh, yeah. And that jacket that they stole, thugs hired by the government wow. to make him suck. Not even actors, thugs. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> what, uh, what would be your, your dream job? Yeah, what is your dream job? Uh, dream job. Ambassador to the extraterrestrials. No, no, he's gonna be the guy. That I, I actually don't know what he's gonna choose here. I, so. I, I think I do. I want to see if I know. There's a lot of avenues I'd like to pick. What resonates most? Yeah, I, I had a lot of avenues too, but um, I wouldn't choose this as my answer, but it was the first thing that came to mind. Being president would be pretty great. Logan Cyrus, I would trust America president. People. <laughs> I, I mean, I would probably cause a lot of problems as a president, though, now that I'm thinking about it. Not in terms of, like, social stuff like that. I, I mean just in terms of political. I feel like everybody would fucking hate me because, like... What's the nature of the job, I don't like it? to play by a lot of the... What, what, what is the word? Institutionalized rules. Like, oh, this is how you're supposed to do it. This is how we've always... Mm. No, we don't. Yeah. You know, like, we don't have to do it that way. You would definitely... Like, not make it through one term. I because he'd probably be assassinated. Loved, I don't know if I'd be. I don't know actually. Loved by many, hated by most. <laughs> That's his tagline. What the hell? I don't know. But uh, why is it just? Uh... No, president isn't my answer. But it's, okay, it's one that it was the first one that came to mind. What's right? what's the what's the best option for you? I'll give you a moment to think. We have time. This is a podcast, yeah. baby. Best option. Yeah. See, there's a lot of cool stuff I'd like to do. Like, for example, I think it would be really cool to be one of the first people on Mars and, like, help institute the uh, new <coughs> atmosphere that needs to be built. So, like, help terraform the planet. That would be super cool. Essentially, what you're doing is you're just creating big CO2 factories all over the place to 
build up an atmosphere so light and heat you can d- stay You would have in. one hell of a resume. Dude, that'd be super cool. If but... I were you, I would stick to being the ambassador of space. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> you can't... Uh, there, there's a moral problem when it comes to space, right? Because, like, technically, how do you own that? Like, yeah, you can own you don't. parts of the globe, I guess, in a sense, but, like, Space is off of the planet. So how does that shit work? Like, are we going to have to set up real estate agencies on the moon or on Mars for yeah. you to stake your claim? Dude. I imagine so yeah. at some point in the future. But how ridiculous of a concept is that? Yeah, that's very... Like, we have to fucking divide our... <laughs> our space? Our extraterrestrial planets or whatever. Damn, dude. Well, listen, if, if we lived in a utopian society, yeah, sure, we can... Open borders. But no, I'm not. I'm actually not in favor of open borders. I kind of like. Neither am I. I. I know this is going to sound bad at first, but I like the separation because it allows for personalized cultures to be contained. Yeah. Or at least preserved in a sense, right? Like if there were just pure open borders, right? Like some people say America doesn't necessarily have like a culture, right? Because there's so many cultures that are intertwined. It's like kind of hard to pick from one. It's just an argument that to be thrown out mm-hmm. there, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying if the whole world opened up, it would be like that everywhere, right? Where it's just one big melting pot. But I definitely feel like with borders, it helps keep cultures somewhat separated from one another, at least preserve them from where they came from, yeah. right? I don't know. I think a dream job for me, like if money or politics or whatever didn't matter, uh, probably... Honestly, nothing would be cooler than being an F1 driver. It'd be pretty hype. I feel like that's like your most honest answer. If I was going to do, do no, if I was going to do a realistic job, it would be the the microalgae stuff I've talked about before. Because yeah. at least when I do that, I could be doing something positive. And I know that Carson Smith once again try to leave a place better off than when you arrived. Like, and if I did that microalgae job, yeah. right, or field entered that, yeah, I could at least in my mind, try to make the planet a better place for my kids to grow up and yeah. your kids and every everybody watches the yeah. 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. podcast. Think yeah. of what Carson said deeper, though. What if the place that we visit is us leaving our mother's womb and we have to leave this earth better than, the, than it was when we came? That's what I'm saying. That's, that's why I would take the job. <laughs> I would be making it better off than when I, I know. I was just I was just phrasing it out because to just like, make it deeper. Because <laughs> like when we first got here, when we first got here, we had had a lot of problems historically speaking, right? But it wasn't too bad. Yeah, you know, like late nineties is when we all showed up. I imagine or for you probably mid right ninety six. Uh, yeah, ninety four. Ninety four. Yeah, okay, you're mid. I'm early ninety four. So I'm yeah. I'm about as late as you can get. I'm ninety nine. So I'm trying to live to the year. You got a young one. 2,100, just so I could say I've lived in three different centuries. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But I'm trying to live as long as possible, too. <laughs> because why not? Eventually, you're going to die. Can I change my answer and just be the blinking guy? That's the, my job. The blinking guy? The blinking guy from Ancient Aliens, the one where he's like... <laughs> in every scene imaginable, they yeah, just... just... Just see, dude. I'm like, I'm a running GIF on every platform you can possibly imagine. Just, just imagine this. I'm just... But do you really want to be that? People are just gonna look at you <laughs> like a GIF. Yeah, no, I do not want to be that. You know what's funny? I didn't even know that guy had long hair. 
he did. He had long hair. It's just we only saw the the cropped version of it. <laughs> so we had no idea. We just thought he was just blinking. I totally thought he had a crew cut. Or like a crew cut that grew out a little I don't bit. Remember. Just put blinking guy original. Blinking guy. Original. <laughs> I don't even know what this guy looks like. Yeah, he has long hair. Oh, him. Okay. Look at him right there. Oh, he oh does yeah, have long hair. Oh, yeah, you're totally hell? right. Yep. Oh, I'm seeing what you're, I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> that is kind of weird. Weird. <laughs> uh, actually, no, it looks good. That's a good hair. He has his own mini stew. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he does have his own stew. Yeah, is he a streamer? I don't know. Looks like it. He's using, know. here's how the viral blinking guy drew. <laughs> here's how the viral drew blinking Scanlon guy. and what? using his G. What? What the hell is Scanlon? Oh, who even cares? Anyway, look at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you look Scandinavian. <laughs> what was so your first shocked. guess? Was it the blonde hair, the blue eyes, or the white skin? Uh. <laughs> or was it the subtle beard? <laughs> no, he looks like uh, look, he looks look, like PewDiePie. Look, looks lips. like PewDiePie's brother, dude. Does it say he really tips? does or lips? That says lips. Oh, lips. Now I would say though, um, in terms of like just having fun with it, kind of job, mm-hmm. F one driver would be super cool. Um, real realistic job, I would choose the microalgae one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You can have small talk with both jobs, so it's good. <laughs> what is the commonality between, like, I don't know if this makes sense. What's the commonality between all the jobs you chose? Is there one? You mean the two I chose? Or a president, F1 driver, and Like, what is it about those jobs that really, that resonates, I guess? It feels like freedom to me. Well, okay, so F1. I love cars. I love all things mechanical. Yeah. It's the pinnacle of automotive performance Yeah, that you can acquire, at least in terms of like tarmac. Rally driver would also be super cool, but I'm not trying to die every, every time I turn the car on. You know, like at least in F1, if you crash, there's a chance of you living. Mm-hmm. Your chance of living is fairly high, but yeah. if you're on a, <laughs> if you're doing a rally, it kicks out a little too far and you're just, didn't work your way. You might go into a tree doing ninety plus. Goodbye. And that's it. You're done. Yeah. But F one driver. Uh, just because you get to be in the zone, drive like the best of the best in terms of cars like that, that would be cool. Um, the president presidency. I love this country, but I don't like how politics have been manipulated over the course of the years. In Nobody order does. To in order to suit personal motives rather than the, I guess, the collective consciousness of the citizens. I agree with you, and I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people are sick of it. And for some reason, there hasn't been any change. Because the whole point of a politician is to serve the people. And it doesn't feel like we're being served very much right now. Mm-mm. You know, we're, we're serving the people of the front three rows. That's <laughs> not even. It's like we're serving the most powerful. And it's like literally people. front row and maybe a couple people in the back will get a bone thrown their way every now and then. Yeah, right? peasant. Like for example, most recent one. Why the fuck is like are all of these cities opening up again? Why is that? January twentieth, we had some of the worst COVID rates in the country mm-hmm. ever recorded, and then all of a sudden on the twenty fifth, shit starts popping up all over the place. Things are starting to open again. Maybe we're on a show. What else happened on Jan- in January? We found out that we are being recorded live 24-7. We are called The People Show. 
but Biden was inaugurated. Which, by the way, I, I heard that they're still moving to impeach Trump. They are, apparently. Yeah. How the fuck does that work? I thought I thought in order for him to be impeached, he had to be sitting president. So I they're going they're to impeach him no, after I, he I got out? I think they're trying to delete his history. I don't know. <laughs> no, what they're trying to do is make sure that he can't run again in 2024. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. Bingo. But I thought he had to be residing president in order to be impeached. Because now he's just That's what guy. I would assume, yeah. So, like, why are they still... Or how were they still because going they don't want him know. to? I don't know. They don't want anything to do with him. I think. I, I yeah. I I really think they just don't want him to run again, which I don't blame them. Yeah. In twenty twenty four, but I, I just feel like a lot of rules and shit are being thrown out the window. Like for example, Gavin Newsom's polling numbers came in, and he's like, what was it, two hundred to three hundred thousand signatures away from being impeached? Yeah, three hundred k signatures away. Yeah. But and, isn't it funny how the the number just keeps going up? Like, it's just like, oh, now we require 300,000. Like, we already That's... exceeded the first initial goal, which was what, 1.3 million? No, I think the, the actual goal is 2 million. <clears throat> yeah, but now it's saying the goal is like, what, 3.3 million? I, I don't know. I don't, that, I don't no, think that they was changed something it. I sent you where I'm like, wouldn't it be interesting if all of a sudden, now that 300,000 requirement turns to like 1.2 million? Yeah. Is how many you need. And which then I you feel like has happened like, already twice. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like more than the amount of people that they say have voted for it have voted for it. Like they only say that what is it, one point two mil right now? One point three. One point three, something like that. I could have sworn there was already millions to recall him, like last year. But I don't know. Maybe Don't remember. Maybe I'm off my game, but isn't it interesting that when he's only three hundred thousand signatures away, all of a sudden California opens up again. <laughs> isn't that really convenient i guess yeah. you could say everything everything that is happening in this country is timed accurately it's being controlled by someone nothing is a coincidence because i'll tell you what if it's one coincidence okay cool three times a coincidence maybe five times 17 times i don't think that's a coincidence dude <laughs> 72 times yeah i don't think that's a coincidence <laughs> like someone is in charge dude i'm telling you you know some of this shit just, it doesn't make sense to me. For example, we have this huge problem right now, especially with unemployment and homelessness running rampant throughout the country, right? Yeah. And I probably talked about this on a previous podcast before. I'm just going to reiterate it really quickly in case I did. So during our last depression, mm -hmm. what did we do in order to get people working again to stimulate the economy? Re refresh. My mind. I believe I believe it was FDR was the president at the time. If I remember correctly, we were going through a big economic depression. Mm -hmm. Millions of Americans at the time didn't have a job, didn't have a home, didn't have a mean of income. A lot of them got around on railroads and shit mm -hmm. like that. So you know what the fuck they did? Grand Works Project. Just put all those fuckers to work. You get three hots, a cot, and you get paid. Sweet mm -hmm. deal. But the thing is, nowadays, like, our labor unions would have a problem with that. Oh, these people, they're not being taken care of properly and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't have a problem with unions, there's so a, to in, say, in every stage, there's a problem. I'm not saying I have a problem with unions, but my point is, it's like, these people don't have a job to begin with. And on top of that, you're giving them food, housing, and reliable income. And on top of that, they have a job to do, so they can't be out doing drugs or whatever the fuck, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they have a strict schedule they got to follow. So what that does is it builds discipline, gets some character back into them, makes them realize they don't want to fucking work construction. And on top of that, just give them the option to 
I guess quit after a short-term contract. So maybe don't make it like a two to three year thing, but just be like, all right, you can sign on for three to six months or whatever. And if yeah. you end up not liking it, you can get the hell out. So it's a six month probation, basically. Yeah. And then on top of that, or not a probation, that's but, like a harsh uh, But word. like probation <laughs> and kind of like a like a leniency. Like, yeah, hey, you're more we're, you're more than welcome to start. But for the f- first six months, we're gonna, you know. Well, it's like we got it will be lenient on if you want to leave. It's better to have people work any fucking job instead of having people sit around and tap into their savings and Yeah, but like Logan said, I, I see the issue here. Do you see what then I'm talking you cl- about? Then you climb the ladder of all right, now labor unions are like this is a thing now. So labor unions are gonna come up and be like, Yo, what the hell? These living conditions are shit. You guys aren't this is against human rights. And it's just like, well, okay. I'm not saying give them a pigsty to live in. I mean like I know, nice... I know, but like it happens, does it not? It's still like even without these workshops or anything, we could take a whole totally different subject, and th- these things will happen. It will reach stage two, and then someone has something to say. Someone will find something that's wrong and make a movement out of it. <laughs> but like, if you wanted to do something that makes it's never sense, ending. right? Because that's what we're about here at the yeah. Two AM Podcast. Common sense. You could theoretically just take these shipping containers that all of these, which by the way, shipping containers are the big boxes that they use on all those boats, right? Yeah. You can buy those things for cheap as shit because these shipping companies throw them out by the millions every year, right? And then they just buy new ones. All they do is they rust in lots. So what you can do is you can buy them, pretty new ones too, or at least relatively new ones, right? For $100 or less. You could pimp those things out. You can pimp them out for super cheap, make them like really nice places to live. And on top of that, they're mobile. So what you can do is just once they're done in this area of like, for example, let's say... They want to repave or redo a lot of American highways or like, for example, they want to rebuild um, the streets in L.A. So it's actually a system that makes sense. Right. Mm. And also there aren't a fuck ton of potholes everywhere. (laughs) What you could do is you have them live in these like sites. You designate sites for them to live in. Right. You drop off all of the housing, which are the shipping containers with like beds. They're insulated. They I mean, you don't need to necessarily have running water in them. You can do like a communal bathroom situation, which would make more sense and then what they do is they got that schedule where they need to work like eight hours of the day they go back to their area or whatever right Mm -hmm. then you have like some extracurricular shit that they can do maybe it could be some rehabilitative people on site to help them like get off of drugs or get them back into a normal workflow in society maybe give them like sponsors and shit for like the aa route if you want to go down that then you have like workout stuff Fun things you can do, like a little movie lounge, shit like that, mm-hmm. right? Keep them on track for a couple months. And then once they're ready, just pick up the circus, move it to the next location, wherever you need them to build. And the ones that want to stick around after the contract is done, cool. They can go with you. If not, stay behind. I agree. I bet you a lot of homeless people would be willing to take it up. Because a sure. lot of them want access to jobs. And do you know, can you imagine how, must, how difficult mm-hmm. it must be to get a job as a homeless person? Like, you can't even shower properly. You can't get a proper haircut yeah. for a price you can afford. You know, You know what it is? We, we treat, I think we treat homeless people in this country the same way we treat drug addicts. Yeah, or gypsies or any other sort of We thing. treat them as if they are gypsies? a disease. We treat them as if we don't rehabilitate them. Instead, we just neglect them. Well, here's the thing. And demonize them. There are things to help, obviously. There are places to live. But there's not there's, enough. There's shelters, the yeah. And they don't want to make enough. That's the that's the problem I see, is that they go against this crap, you know. People try to help the homeless, and then the cops will come down, 
and just based off of order, just stop everything, right? Get the hell out of here, that kind of stuff. Where is here? This guy does not have a home, you know what I mean? Like, if, if you say get the hell out of here, you best believe he's going to be walking with all of his shit for 13 miles, 20 miles, who God knows, you know? Yeah. It isn't fair. They don't. They're not technically human anymore. What the hell is that? You know. It's fucked. And the thing is, it's so bad to the point where even if a workshop or anything that would help them drastically had opened up, I feel like it's too far too late. Well, what's also true? A lot of people. I feel like a lot of homeless people want to take it because they're not even thinking straight. You want to hear some fucked up shit? Yeah. This is some very. This is a very controversial. I like how opinion. I said, "Yeah, I want to hear some fucked up shit." <laughs> this is a very controversial opinion. And I think we need to stop giving homeless people money. Because essentially, and you're like, what do you mean? They don't get that much money anyways. I Googled this. I was very curious. In California, the average homeless person, if they know what they're doing, can make over thirty-four dollars to $40,000 a year. And that's the rough average. There's homeless people making more than $60,000 a year. I can very easily see that. And yeah. that's all through not just the government, but also a whole bunch of different organizations that help out. And our government and the organizations, are they have their hearts in the right place. They want to help. That's obvious, right? Mm. And they think throwing money at it would be a good solution, which, historically speaking, has worked for a lot of problems, right? Just throw money at it, and then somebody will yeah. figure out how to solve it. But the problem is you're giving the money to the problem, in a sense. Yeah. Which is... Or you're not fixing the root cause rather, of the problem. Exactly. Rather, you're giving money to the people that aren't thinking logically, Right. Because if you made $60,000 a year and you still live on the street, or better yet, $34,000 a year and you still live on the street, what the fuck is going on, yeah, dude? Yeah. Like, get a house. Get out. Yeah. It, it's it's a it, lot of a lot of problems. It reminds me of a story that I, ha that I saw a long time ago when I was very young in this neighborhood I lived in. Uh, we pull up to this Target, right? And there's a woman out front begging with her kids. Like, outside of the Target for mm -hmm. money. Really tragic. So we toss, like, a five in there, whatever, right? Move on. We leave. We see this woman getting into a C450. Or, like, a C400. A nice Mercedes, right? Not the top of the top. You're still driving a new fucking Mercedes. <laughs> it's, no. a, it's a new Mercedes. And you're claiming you're homeless, and you can't feed your children. Yet you have a new Mercedes. Yeah. How was that possible? That's because she's faking it. Exactly. Yeah. And so the point is, some of these homeless people, they just kind of hold on to this money because they don't have a lot of expenses throughout the year. A mm -hmm. couple things to eat every day, maybe some little expenses here and there. And if you're not doing drugs and you live on the street, oh my God, you're saving a lot of money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. The majority of your money, I would say, you're saving, right? Hope so. so. <laughs> the point is, giving the money directly to people that are homeless, right? They're going to find a way to maximize the revenue stream, which would mean not getting a house, not living with multiple people in yeah. a home or like, you know, having roommates, sharing rent expenses, because especially being homeless in California. What the fuck? That is expensive. Yeah, that's a really expensive lifestyle. To, like, I mean, even for people living on minimum wage, it's almost impossible. Mm -hmm. You got to have like four or five roommates going to be driving a beater car. You might not even have a car, you know, like it's just a rough life. So no, rather than putting all of the money, giving the money to the people directly, right, mm -hmm. and letting them choose what to do with it, why don't you put it into rehabilitation centers? 
right? I agree, because now because shelters and everything are cool, like giving them a place to sleep at night, that's good, right? I'm not saying get rid of those, but turn those shelters into rehabilitation centers primarily, and then focus on the problem over the long term rather than just giving them a place to sleep for that night, right? Yeah. So what does that mean? You're going to need more shelters. Once again, yeah. Oh, building costs are too expensive in California. Get the freaking the bins. Get the bins in there. You can make them look nice. Every yeah, every fucking problem has a solution. Of course, there's a it solution. Depends on what what the state, what the country prioritizes. Bro, we started this podcast in a fucking tiki hut. <laughs> we literally started this podcast in your room under a blanket. We converted into a teepee. Yep. Using a shotgun mic, which Good technically should only be used for, like what? Literally minor film applications like maybe like a dead quiet session yeah actually speaking of i think it'd be valuable if we did a little uh we just uh, at least gave an update on the podcast and like what direction we want to or specifics we want to you know should we save that for the end we can save that for the sure i say we save that for the end sure probably be a good idea i'm down for it right yeah. but my point is let's help these homeless people right we don't need to have piss and shit running in the streets in LA. It's one of the most popular cities on the planet. Yeah. In fact, most people assume, outside of the United States at least, assume that LA is the majority of California. Dude, like, and it's sad what's happening too. It's tragic because it's just a complete fuck up on behalf of a lot of people that are trying to do yeah. something good that in the process it's, are ending it's up fixing wasting the mentality. Money. They're wasting money, wasting resources. And not as much work is getting done as it could be, yeah. or as there could be. We're fixing the mentality of said people. And so that's one reason why I'd like to be president. That's awesome. <laughs> Answer your that's, question. That's, that's down. I'm tired dude. of this fucking homeless shit. I'm not sick of homeless people. I'm just sick of the fact that they can't get the help they yeah, need. Yeah, because I look at it this way, dude. I know a lot of like hair salons that do work. They do little workshops like that where they're like, hey, Friday mornings, we cut everyone's hair for free. Homeless people, right. come on in. You yeah. Know? We'll freshen you up. We'll try to help you. Stuff like that. These are just people that have businesses that throw in a little extra money to do this thing for free. Yeah. That's down. Why is it the small? It's always the small businesses, dude. It's, it's because it's e you have a smaller community, so it's easier to do that. But when on the national scale, it's, yeah, it involves a lot of common sense, a lot of yeah. money, a lot of... But in my head, I doubt there's even a blueprint for any government program that's going to... <laughs> you know, like not it feels a, like we're so one. far from it. Well, we also, I mean, back in the 70s and shit, uh, they weren't like the best of the best facilities, but we used to have like, you know, more sanitariums. I guess you could also call them Dude, they're, mental wards. They're thinking about like making that. the LA Convention Center a fucking homeless shelter. That'd be huge. Wow. Literally, that's a, that's a big space. That's yeah. how big the problem is. The L.A. Convention Center. That's a big... For those who haven't been there, that's an enormous piece of land. Jesus. Wow. I don't know, man. That, I agree. That, that does need to be fixed. This is me off. And it's starting to become more of a problem in Texas, which is like... Um, Texas is really... They're, they're on their shit right now for it. They're like, if the counties are not taking care of this, the state will step in. Like, we are not going to become like L.A. That's sick. Which that's is like, okay, that's what respect. we need in California. <laughs> Texas, we love you. Ugh. We love you here, Texas. Gotta love it. Yeah. Oh, well, we got us. I'm actually surprised that's a Republican, like, because of the state's majority Republican, right? 
I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, but I, regardless, you're you're Democrat, Republican. It's just common sense. It's like I agree, but what kind of environment do you want to live in? <laughs> I mean, just historically speaking, that is more of like a yeah, yeah, democratic yeah. value. I guess you could yeah. say it's like, what do you want, Texas? Well, we know we don't want that, so also we're gonna, the sad we're gonna thing start is, there. Like a lot of these homeless people actually have jobs that would be useful to society. It's just the path that they ended up on wound them to being homeless like yeah you know i guarantee you i'm not saying every homeless person's an electrical engineer or something like that but a lot of them have a lot of useful jobs or expertise and fields and stuff that's mm -hmm. not being put to use which is unfortunate but yeah yeah once that's you once you take care of things like drug addiction mental health people people want to want to get better they want to stand up on their own feet i feel you and yeah, man. I think we're ready to come to a conclusion here. Yeah. Um, we actually wanted to talk about you viewers today and tell you, you our plans. Our plans and how we feel about the pod. <laughs> because we have worked so hard on this. We have dedicated a lot of hours to make content for you guys. And we love every single one of you. Thank you for watching. Everyone we love that's every been single here minute from the, the start, process. from the middle, from two episodes ago. We love you. And yeah, we're honestly excited to announce a lot of things, but we got to keep quiet on some things and we can kind of announce what we're excited about and things like that. And yeah, Zaid, I'd like to dig into your mind and see what. Yeah, what would you like to get out there? What are you excited about? What are you. Uh, what I've, are some new things? Well, I've, at least I want to I go into like the imagination mode a little bit. And I'm like, I told him this earlier. I was like, the point where I know we've quote unquote made it is when we can go on an on a full on trip wherever we we want and just brainstorm creatively. Get an Airbnb, get like a trap pad, and then just brainstorm the fuck. A trap pad out looking of the over all of Tokyo. Dude, it can be Tokyo, Greece, Bye. Colorado, I don't care. I'll take I'll take Italy. I'll take, I'll take Italy. I'll take Santorini too. Santorini would also be nice. Dude, what the... Dude, we can go, go trip anywhere. over to Sicily? That's down. But yeah. No, and what about changes, though? Yeah, what about changes? What, what, how, do you, how do you feel so far along this journey? Because we're, we're a lot of episodes in. This is a lot of time. I mean, I feel great about it, of course. I think, you know, we've had discussions on, like, okay, we're trying to get into... We're trying to understand the algorithms and all of this other stuff. But I think at the end of the day for me is just consistency. Like a good, the, the podcast is headed in the right direction. We keep producing episodes. We're consistent with content, consistent with designs, all that stuff. And we've also made a, a few like syst uh, systematic adjustments. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not worried at all. I'm very, uh, very excited for what's to come. One of my favorite changes that's coming up soon. Clips channel, baby. We've been talking about it since like episode five. It's coming soon. That means you don't have to watch the full hour and a half anymore. You can exactly. just tune in to your favorite five to whatever, 15 minute long clip. And then you could send it to you your friends. Channel. Whatever. It makes life a lot easier to watch this podcast. Oh, yeah. You know, spread the love. Enjoy the content. Yeah. 2 a.m. Clips channel. Because we know time soon. is valuable, and sometimes you don't have time. Yeah, sometimes you don't have an hour and a half to listen to me talk about bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bullshit. Come on. There's a lot of love in it. <laughs> but I'm excited for the Clips channel. Um, merch drops. 
They're on their way. Coming right up. And they're going to be sick. We get, yeah, hot. We completed the designs. We're just uh, trying to layer out where they're going to go on the shirts, where they're going to go on the hoodies, whatever it is. Stuff like that. So. We're going to have some special stuff coming in, though, mm-hmm. soon. Don't you yeah. worry. So Clips Channel, merch is coming soon. Website's coming in hot. Yep. Oh, yeah. Exciting. I'm excited for that, yeah. definitely. That's going to be like a collective, I imagine, where not only do you can you access the videos, you can maybe do a public forum at some point. Like, yeah, like like right now we have a like, uh, two a.m. Discord. We're, we're gonna have a little bo- a little empty box where we take topic suggestions, things you guys are interested in. As Makes well. life a little bit easier. We'll also still do that over Instagram too. I would yeah. imagine. Yeah, absolutely. But maybe do that like maybe a, a Discord server where you can all interact with one another mm-hmm. and with us. You know, yeah. we could share. We could have a, essentially a podcast just with the whole community. Yeah. So we're we're having a literally. It's called the Two AM Community. We have um, Logan's Hammock. We have uh, Zade's <laughs> Zade's Musty Bedroom, <laughs> and then we have Saeed's Master Bedroom. <laughs> so pick your vibe. We're all in there. <laughs> we're trying to make a little community thing. But yeah. Anything else we're missing? I don't know. Should I? I'm I have deb- a high level of, of appreciation. I'm That's debating. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Keeping this one under wrap. Well, we already kind of said it before. No, no but Poten- on my end. Though. No potential new stew that might be on the horizon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not. It's yeah. definitely. There, there's some logistical things with this, uh, with the stew in the building that. Yeah. We're not too fond of. And so. you know us, guys. We're trying to make it as best for you as possible, and yeah. then us. This is all about getting content out for y'all. As much fun as it is to make. The coolest part to me is like actually getting feedback. Yeah. Like going on to uh, Apple Podcasts and seeing we got a new five star review. Just saying. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I'm not. Give us five Just stars. Just saying. Yeah. But no, like seeing um like comments and stuff like that, or when people send you a DM, or like when people just post stuff on Twitter where they like like the two AM podcast. I'm like, oh, I guess that means like people actually enjoy the shit that we're talking. We just about. hit a hundred on Twitter, so yeah, the big. One zero zero. Big hundo. The that, Benjamins. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, we'll post. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated on the Instagram, all the other stuff. We'll do links and all that. Yeah. yeah. Big link energy. Here One on thing I find link. cool though is the level of appreciation I've had for things, including this bond we have. <laughs> Dude, we've Bro, grown. I'm, I'm we've grown. You, we are literally so close to each other now. It's it's insane. There is nothing better than building something from ground zero. Yeah. There's nothing better than it. And I swear to God, guys, any comment, anything that, any share, anything that someone does for us or just mentions us or anything, literally means the world. It lightens my heart. Yeah. It and it's cool. just... It is cool to get, like, the comments or DMs from people, and they're like, yo, I really like this episode. Like, yeah. What did you think about this? Yeah. That's the coolest shit in the I, world to me, where I, they're like, well, what did you mean by this? Or even cooler is they, like, I had, like, a difference of opinion, and then, like, you get to talk it out with them. Like, yeah. I love stuff Which like that's that. what we're all about. Yeah. I feel you. That's the coolest stuff, and that's why we do the 2 a.m. podcast. Exactly. Thank you very much for joining us again for another wonderful episode. Yes, yes, yes. You can find us on various social media platforms, primarily under the username the 2 a.m. podcast. Mm. Platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Anchor.fm, and many more of your favorite platforms for listening to podcasts. You can definitely find us there, as well as YouTube. Officially 2 a.m.
Exactly. That's where you can find us. Clips channel coming within the next week, maybe two. Very exciting. We'll see how it goes down here at the stew. Thank you very much for joining us once again. And yeah. on one, a two, two, a one, two, three, four. Peace. Gentlemen's shake. No, this is the gentleman's shake. No, you got to go wrist, yeah, remember? Yeah, wrist. <laughs> Give me that arm. Give me that We're arm. We're doing fucking... <laughs>